Welcome to Star Trek Stuff with Anne. Don't worry about me, I'll just have another beer and settle down. And Adam. Eat a pickle. They're good. They're cucumbers. You can take the man out of Florida, but you can't take Florida out of the man. Holy shit, this one. I know. <laughs> Strap in. I have so many thoughts about this one because it's... Should I be pissed off about it? That's, well, I mean, in a way, that can make it a great episode in that it sticks in your mind and it makes you kind of mull a few things over. Yeah. Uh, that goes for anything, not just Trek, of course. Yeah, anything that makes you think. I actually went and watched this one twice because mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Um, yeah, I need to do that again. Yeah. And then earlier today, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to go on Reddit and just kind of see what other people's thoughts are. <gasps> on our Daystrom Institute because that's where a lot of deep discussions are and I uh-huh. usually kind of meh out like about halfway through of Oh, I'm curious now, yeah. Yeah, it, I get bored with them after a little while, but they are still interesting discussions. So? I think we're just going to have to find our way as we t- make it. Gotcha. <laughs> I understand. Because uh, there's a lot here. Mm-hmm. In this supposedly kind of silly episode mm-hmm. that I don't think should really be that silly. And mm-hmm. it dub- but at the same time, it doesn't go full blown clown shoes. No, no, and it never it, it it never crosses any lines, but it is a microaggression, I guess is the best way to put it. <laughs> It's like it, for me, I'm I'm wondering, does it cross lines? And I could see how people who uh, you know really like to get into this stuff and really like to dissect gender politics and things like that. Mm-hmm. I, I could see how people coming from that perspective could really hate this episode and really find things to yeah. hate. And uh, there are definitely things that make me go, hmm, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to claim the turbo woke path on this and let's burn it all down. Uh, right. And and see, neither can I because, A, I'm not a mom. I've never been pregnant. I've never had a kid. So I can't really say a whole lot. But on the other hand, it, it just it it definitely did push some buttons. Neither of us have kids. So I think that. We'll just kind of let the audience know that ahead of time. <laughs> Neither of us are parents. Yeah. Right. Um, so, knowing that, let's we're not going to dive in, but I think we wade in. Yes. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? Make a little commentary. We'll just kind of, you know, put our feet in the water. Mm-hmm. Just It's, you know, cold or whatever, yeah. but we'll slowly move into mm-hmm. it and we'll get used to the temperature and... <laughs> Maybe it's actually boiling, and we don't know, yeah, yeah. and we're going to embarrass ourselves horribly. So, so uh, But at least we're thinking about that, whereas I don't think that Berman and Braga were thinking that uh-huh. at all. Yeah, yeah. I actually have a note that was like, this is written by Berman and Braga, just keep this in mind. You know? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah, a couple of guys that uh, through the years we've seen have problems with you know women yeah uh as gene did as mm-hmm, well mm-hmm. you know 
So, you know, dudes making Star Trek. Straight cis dudes making Star Trek. Yeah. All right. So speaking of dudes, 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 mm -hmm. uh, our opening scene is Archer in the shower. Yeah. So I guess they haven't invented the sonic shower yet, which makes this this makes clear. Yeah. And I, I just didn't need to see Archer half naked. Thank you very much. I actually Googled this on my... Uh, I was on my work computer, and so now I feel bad that I should have done this on my work computer. <laughs> but I Googled, is Scott Bakula hot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I don't think so. So it's probably good that you, like, search, you know, is that a, a thing? Yeah, like, is he considered uh, a sex symbol? Do mm. I, I could see, like, I don't know, like, wine moms being into him or something like that? I don't know. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, sure. maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't so know. I actually Googled this uh, and then erased history. Yeah. Because it was on my work computer. <laughs> and also, I feel like my algorithm would get weird. Yes. Advertising algorithm. Yes. After this, he did two back-to-back. -back. I don't know if it was right after mm -hmm. Enterprise, mm -hmm. but... Uh, in recent years, before he started doing NCIS, I'll say that. Right, right. He did two back-to-back -back gay roles. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And apparently he was kind of playing like the uh, attractive elder. Gotcha. More more of a um, daddy role. Yeah. Gotcha. My impression I came away with is that there are dudes that like him mm -hmm. and like that type mm -hmm. and are into him. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so he has some popularity there. Mm -hmm. And so that leads me to say, sure, okay, he's he's a hot guy. He's an attractive guy. So I'm just going to, like, let them be the judge of that. Yes. It's rare that I can tell that, like, a dude is hot. Sometimes I can. I can see, like, um, Jason Momoa. Sure. And be like, that's a handsome man right there. Yeah, like, yeah. no problem. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times I, I just can't, and it comes as, as a surprise. As I've said before in the show, it was a complete shock to me that Trip is hot. Right. Oh, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because I mean, I, I, I mean, I can acknowledge that Scott Bakula is a nice-looking guy, and he's obviously in good health and you know fit and all that, but he's just not attractive to me. You gotcha. know, like sort sort of like Sarah Jessica Parker, like she's a pretty woman, but lots of guys don't find her attractive. Yeah, I was about to say that's real subjective. Yeah, Most exactly. guys do not think that Sarah Jessica Parker is hot. But here's the thing about her. I think I heard somebody else, maybe it was even Doug Stanhope, put it this way. She's like normal attractive. Right. On TV, we're used to seeing like stupidly yeah. beautiful people. Right. So just seeing someone who's like real life kind yeah. of attractive it's just like whoa what's she yeah. on screen whoa, dude. <laughs> like. oh my god yeah because that's i mean because tv and movies do give you a really weird per, you know perspective on normal attractiveness hell living in athens gives you a really weird perspective on normal attractiveness that's true you know because there's so many people in this town they're all in their 20s they're all at the you know, their peak health and their peak, you know, viability and all of, you know, and, and, and glowingness of, of, you know, youth and all that. And then you look in the mirror and you're like, Jesus, I'm a troll, you know? <laughs> and, but like, yet, you know, there, you know, in any other town where there's not a fucking college, you're actually a, a perfectly attractive person. But yeah, being around people that look like that all the time and everybody's thin and, you know, has like the best clothes and yeah, you really, it's really easy to look at yourself and think 
I'm a troll. They're just naturally in shape. Yeah. There's a different bar in college towns mm -hmm. and on television. Yeah, definitely. So don't be hard on yourself. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you listening out there. You're good looking. You're gorgeous. Maybe not college town good looking, <laughs> but you're still good looking. Right, exactly. Oh, God. So uh, something happens here when he's in the shower that um, I like that this happens, that the gravity screws up. Right. I do, I do too. But I would think that they would have said something over the intercom. Yeah, right. About this. Attention, uh... uh E-deck. Attention, E-deck. The gravity might be fucked for a second. Mm. Just hang on to something. <laughs> tape, tape, tape breakable things down. <laughs> you know... I, Give them a heads up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it botches. It's very rare in Trek that we get gravity issues. Very true. Very true. You immediately think of Star Trek VI, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where they turn off the gravity and the whole Pepto-Bismol blood and the whole bit. Right. But the whole turn off the gravity thing, it's like, wait, why don't ships do this to each other mm -hmm. all the time? Well, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, like, you would think that would be something that breaks when they're being, when they're in the middle of a battle. And that's when that happened was they were in the middle of a battle and you know, that broke down. Well, why doesn't that happen more often? Well, yeah. I mean, TV, you know, I guess, I guess that's, that's the answer is, is, you know, TV and budgets and things like that. Yeah. They can't uh, have like wire harnesses ready to go on everybody or mm -hmm. toss them in a plane and, dive it and right. shoot a scene right. so you know fair fair uh fair yeah. enough but yeah i mean that could have caused like broken bones and shit they really should have said something over the intercom he does fall in the shower and it's like you know yeah. as, as as we get older that's going to be less of a funny psych gag right exactly <laughs> hey i'm brittle yeah, yeah. Uh, i think not too many years after this he shot the show um men of a certain age which was just mm -hmm. about being, I don't know, 50 plus or whatever. It's like, that's not funny to that age, Bakula. No, not at all. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, who yeah. knows where Bakula's career goes after this? In a few years, he could totally be doing commercials for handrails in the shower on daytime television with a clip of this where he falls in the shower and then cut to him now, like all gray and everything. Well, when I was younger, I sure thought that was funny. Oh boy, was yeah. I wrong. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they, yeah. And, and then, you know, he ends up on the floor. I mean, what happened to, what happened to Porthos? Oh yeah. Porthos got dropped. I mean. He floated up in the air yeah. for a minute and then fell. I mean, I'm assuming he was in the in the cabin, you know? Yeah, we don't really see him much anywhere else. There's that one episode so mm -mm. far where he got to run around on the, on the planet and pee on a tree, but... Uh, right. Other than that, oh, my God. Now, okay, hopefully he was on the bed. Yeah. And this is my head cannon. He was on the <laughs> he bed. He just fell onto the he bed. He floated up, was like, bork, and then, boom, he just landed <laughs> on the bed, and he's just like, okay, where's cheese? Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's what we're keeping in, in our heads. So then right then, uh, we go to our theme. I watched it on my computer. 
uh-huh. uh, the second time through when I watched this, and something really, really horrible happened. <gasps> the theme started, and the skip intro button is in a different place <gasps> when you watch it oh on God. the computer instead of on the PlayStation. <laughs> so, like, on the Netflix PlayStation. So, usually I just smash the button, just hit the mm-hmm. little X button, and then it goes away. Yeah. But, I could, but it usually pops up on the left side of the screen. Mm-hmm. So my eyes are looking for the left side of the screen <laughs> with the mouse going, where, 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 where? So I heard three whole extra notes. And so I now have 30% less brain power and uh-huh. life is tough and I'm very traumatized. The reaction I have, I figured it out today when I was watching the episode. Do you remember The Simpsons and um, Sideshow Bob? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched The okay. Simpsons uh, Sideshow Bob episode today. The Sideshow Bob noise that he makes, the... I can't do it. I don't have a deep enough voice. That's the noise. That's the noise that that comes to mind and makes me you know, just you know. That's pretty good actually. <laughs> so that Kelsey Grammer depth, I love it. <laughs> he's great. He's such a crazy dude, but he's he's very funny at the same time. Yeah. So so they open back up and it's a breakfast buffet. God, I love Breakfast Buffet. Thank you. That is like heaven to me. It is absolute heaven on earth. Uh, there's only one Breakfast Buffet in our town left oh, that I know of. And that's so it's, sad. It's at a, at a hotel downtown, and it's the absolute fucking greatest thing ever. Which, which hotel? Um, the one with the new roof bar, with the expensive hip roof bar. <gasps> oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's re- fucking ridiculous. It's like 11 <sighs> bucks. That's perfectly reasonable. I'd pay 30. But yeah, there you know, Flox is like try the blueberry pancakes. Try, you know, and he's eating bacon and I'm just like, "Oh my god, that looks so good." <laughs> one day COVID shall end. It is though another one of these instances like you were talking about last time where they just do not get that Paul is not into it. He does approach her more in the right way though. Yeah. He does give her more of a, have you tried it? You might like it, you know. And and then once she explains, she's like, no, I don't, I really don't, thank you very much. He's basically okay with it. Yeah. But at the same time, you're still like, he does know she's a Vulcan. Why is he asking her this, you know? Well, he does specify that uh, the Vulcan digestive tract can handle a lot. That that there's no reason that she can't eat it. Right. And at this point... I turned the other way on this mm-hmm. because I was like, ah, here they go with they're not letting her be, Vulc- you know, Vulcan again. They're not getting that she's Vulcan, mm-hmm. trying to get her to do stuff, you know, like we d- talked mm-hmm. about before. Mm-hmm. I have a special just <laughs> about picky eaters. Yeah. I find picky eaters just intolerable. I completely agree. I love food. Mm-hmm. I love trying stuff. So when it goes from like, I can't eat this or won't eat this because I'm Vulcan, To No, I'm yeah. actually just picky. I'm like, nah, fuck you. No, I agree. Well, <laughs> like, I don't feel bad for you anymore. All she had to do was just say, no, I really prefer not to. And that's basically what she does. But she does it like after saying, "I, you know, it's human food, gross. Why didn't she just say that? I, I prefer to eat this. I don't want to eat that. Yeah, I don't, I don't like picky eaters either. It's very frustrating. There's a woman that I work with in the before time. We'd have constant food all the time at, at my work. 
you know, just like, there's leftovers from this, there's leftovers from that, there's some conference, there's going to be breakfast, lunch, and, you know, and, and a snack in the middle of the day, you know, and you're constantly like, donuts, fucking pastries, coffee, sandwiches, you know, it's, and it's all from, like, really good restaurants around here and everything. It was just, there's probably a reason why I gained, like, 10 pounds when I started working there. <laughs> so, but every time she's, she walks up and she's like, what is in that? What, what's that? Ew, what's that? What's that? What's this? And, you know, you tell her, and she's like, oh, I don't like that. Uh, you're an you know, adult. Tomatoes. I know, I know. She acts like she's, like, 12 years old. And and she and I'm just like, oh, my God. You know, and I just, I want to be like, put it on your plate and just try a little bit, okay? You know? Like, <laughs> I want to do that so bad. <laughs> you don't have to eat it all, but I insist you try it. You know? <laughs> I think that if you're an adult and you've got a long list of things that you just won't eat, yeah, yeah, then like you're not an adult. No, there I've got a short list, three or four things that I'm like no, and, but even then I've been surprised. Like one of my things that mm-hmm. I just I'm, I'm like no, 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 mm-hmm. cauliflower. But there's a barbecue place here in town mm-hmm. that does slow smoked cauliflower. Right. And it's incredible. Yeah. I will totally eat that. Yeah. Like if it's done well, I'm I'm all in. Yeah. You know, I because wa- I want to like it. I want to like everything. Yeah, yeah. I want to try as many things as I can and be like, wow, check this out, check that out, mm-hmm. and maybe learn how to make it at home a little bit. Right. You know, like I had a friend who like would freak out if pickles touched her sandwich. Oh, for fuck's sake! And I'm like, I- eat a pickle. They're good. They're cucumbers. Yeah. But with vinegar. <laughs> Well, never mind the fact that if it touches your sandwich, your sandwich isn't ruined. (laughs) Grow the fuck up. The the entire sandwich is now pickled. Yeah. I had an ex that that, that, it completely drove me nuts about her. She'd just be like, nope, macaroni and cheese. Oh, my God. Just, that's what she, you know, just eat mac and cheese. Grow up. Or ramen or bologna sandwiches. Get a taste. You know, where I come from, we have a whole cuisine. So I'll make this thing and that thing. And she just eat it and then tell me she hated it later and it was just like oh, fucking hell you're making me feel like i'm dating a 10 year old yeah i would i would feel that way too i really would and then i then i have also dated people who um would make uh mashed potatoes from um from the the box you know like the dried flakes yeah and yeah, like box potatoes he yeah. loved them that way and i was like oh my god so fucking gross you know like it was just like that's what you make because you ran out of everything else exactly (laughs) you ran out of potatoes hey sometimes you run out of potatoes that's fair yeah 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 but yeah that's an emergency ration Mm -hmm. i'm not feeling bad for her to paul anymore on at least on that particular thing if she's gonna complain about food i'm like no that's you that's not them being dicks (laughs) that's you now that's you then we get the you know a little bit of like uh I guess I can understand why she's a little bit hesitant because black slime comes out of the fucking machine when she asks for water. <laughs> that was fucked up. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So we've got the gravity problems. Mm-hmm. The replicator is feeding people oil. Mm-hmm. And then uh, now we've got Trip fucking up in the engine room. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just, this is not a good week for Trip. He's no. At, he's at like, uh, O'Brien level, like DS9 O'Brien <laughs> level of, oh, fuck, now what? Oh, fuck, now what? Oh, fuck, now what? I work 40 hours a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and he's and he's like, you know, well, hang on to that. I don't know what's going on, you know, and he's like trying to basically prioritize. And Ahab is like, shouldn't we drop out of warp? And Florida Man is like, nah, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I love that a fire breaks out. Yeah. Archer has to put it out. And then the look he gives him. <laughs> it's totally. I was just like. It's totally oh. trademark that mom look. That is the worst feeling, like fucking up in front of your boss. Oh, my God, I know. Oh. Just being the fuck up for mm-hmm. a day or whatever is just the worst, like, crawl into bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> feeling just oh, like, yeah. oh, God. Florida man calls out to the bridge and they drop out a warp. And Paul sees the issue in her scanner thing. And we need a new we need a name for that thing. Oh, OK. Good call. We need to figure out what the fuck that is. Because they never actually name it. She just like, I mean, if they do, they just refer to it as her scanner. It's like a pair of binoculars that sees into the computer. I don't, I just, I don't, I can't. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It, it needs a name is all I'm saying. If anybody wants to go ahead and write in, we are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. Let us know. Uh, off the top of my head, mm-hmm. um, Looky Bobber. <laughs> oh, God. And the other one is Scanoculars. Scanoculars. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Scanoculars. If anybody can beat Scanoculars, <laughs> or even if you can't, whatever, if you got an idea, just go for yeah. it. Just, uh, we are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. So, so they figure out that something is actually following them in their wake. I, I used to have to drive from. Uh, Atlanta to Statesboro, Georgia, like, you know, quite often when I was in college. And everybody always told me that if you got behind a big semi, that if you kind of got in their wake, it would go easier on your gas mileage. (laughs) Which, you know, honestly, I wasn't all that concerned about. But like, I was like, I wonder if that's true. And I tried it a few times and all all it really did was make it really hard to like stay you know, I had to like grip the steering wheel a lot harder because the wind was a little bit harder. Um, so I don't know if that's really true or not, but that's what I thought. That's what it made me think of. Yeah, I think that if that's true, it's true by like two percent or something. Exactly. Yeah. There's yeah. no way. There's no way that that makes a no. huge difference. I can't, it can't possibly. Plus, I mean, that means you're stuck behind a giant a semi, semi, and no one likes yeah. that. No. And there's good reason, because sometimes they they fucking blow out a tire. Which happens so often there that there are ambulance-chasing lawyer billboards specifically for 18-wheeler accidents. So, anyway, so they for some reason Ahab goes straight for let's ignite the plasma. Yeah, I love that his immediate thing is, well, make something explode. And (laughs) even Reed is like, wait, what? Yeah, but... (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> like, you think that's a good idea? I mean, seriously. But but suddenly everybody's like super competent and there's, you know, everything's like super, like there's just this like minute long bit where everybody's like, yes, click the blah, blah, blah and do the blah, blah, blah. And all of it, you know, it's just like click, click, click. Everything's great. They look like um, a real crew. They look like a real crew for a minute there. Um, so they blow it up and Ahab has Hoshi do the super like enhance, slow it down. Back a little bit. Enhance. Enhance moment. I'm pretty sure that that's what they used as part of his reel to get him the role on NCIS. (laughs) Exactly. 
Okay, and well, hits. we like Bacula. You know, uh, we're all Quantum Leap fans, but um, you know, how is his forward zoom and enhance game? <laughs> enhance. How does he handle that? <laughs> they were like, oh, oh, okay. You were all right. I see that scene. Very good. The man can enhance. He can enhance. <laughs> all right, go ahead and send him an offer. Yeah. And they, they see the ship in silhouette, which totally, you don't see that in the non-enhanced part of the the film. You don't even see it in the slowdown, except it just bing uh-huh. as a silhouette. It doesn't fade in at all. They didn't even make the effort to like yeah. have it zoom, kind of no, exactly. yeah. shadow in. It's pretty, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Slack? It looks like a alien Star Trek ship. I think it's yeah pretty good. This is definitely not the Scorpion toy, uh, no. Mighty Morphin spaceship <laughs> from the other one. <laughs> See, I, I don't have quite as much uh, or as good of a uh, you know cisgender male toy background. Mm, yeah. So you're gonna have to go with that. You know, I'm just gonna have to believe you on that. I'm, I'm pretty much like it looks like a bog. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Is it a transformer? Yeah, yeah. Sure. You know. Uh, but the the you know they they have them back off and the universal translator works. Holy yeah. Like two sentences and then like bing it yeah. worked. All right, Hoshi. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and we have a stealth ship, which is like very cool because canonically we haven't seen the Romulans yet, so that's a pretty big deal. When did the Klingons? get cloak because i remember it being in the movies and it's definitely mm-hmm. in disco i'm trying to remember if they had it at all in tos i want to say that it wasn't but man if yeah. i'm wrong about that i'm having a hard time remembering because because as far as i can remember in tos they did not have a cloak but then again, well, I'm not sure. I'll have to, I'll, I'll have to research that because in one of the episodes they might have. Do you remember in Trouble with Tribbles? Yeah, uh, I think yeah. they actually did have a cloak and show up. Uh, okay, let's look this up. One eternity later. I think this is saying Balance of Terror. Right, but that's Romulans. Oh, yeah, that's right. One eternity later. Okay, the Federation acquired a cloaking device from a captured Klingon bird of prey, dubbed the HMS mm-hmm. Bounty in 2286, TOS, the Enterprise Incident. That was Romulans, too. Yeah, but, like, Spock is saying how uh, the Romulan cruisers were of Klingon design. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I figured they probably had it at least contemporaneously with the Romulans. There's a problem. They find the ship, and there's a problem. That's why they they were kind of hitchhiking. Right, right. They talk to him. They don't fly off the handle or anything. Archer is weirdly understanding. Right, right. Yeah, he's super nice about it. Florida man's going on an adventure for three days of fun in the sun. Because anything goes to Florida. Come on down and do your Trip has to go through this really long decompression and acclimation sequence. This makes totally real world sense. Th- this is a very cool science thing yeah. that they added in here because not every species would evolve in the same atmosphere, same pressure gradient. 
all of that. Like, it, it's definitely a completely reasonable thing to have happen. Yeah, this makes total sense. Uh, I think most of the time with the shows, they just didn't care. They were like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. go on their ship. It's same, fine. Same atmosphere, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. All across the galaxy, everybody evolved in the exact same type of atmosphere right he's all like excited in the the sick bay and everybody's like be good dumbass you know (laughs) (laughs) they're like be on your best behavior you know and they keep using phrases like mind your manners and blind date and things like that and i'm like okay very unsubtle foreshadowing whatever they know who they're talking to brother (laughs) anything goes in florida yeah i like this they uh I think my notes say three days of fun in the sun. They gas him. Yeah. <laughs> so they gas him for like three hours. It's supposed to be six, but Phlox comes up with a thing. And Something. Whatever. That, yeah. yeah. So then he's just going to stay over there for a few days. And so, yeah, it, it uh-huh. makes good, hard sci-fi sense. That's totally cool. Yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. There's a Porthos scene just kind of for fun. I don't know why. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I had I had break for adorable Porthos moment. <laughs> yeah. What a good dog. Yes, you are. What a good dog. Yes, you are. What a good dog. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Oh, yes, you are. I feel like they could cut tension a lot on the show with just like a shot oh, of Porthos. Yeah. Just absolutely well even just what would be great is if they were in the middle of like some like semantic argument or something and they had porthos just looking from one to the other to the other to the other you know (laughs) that would be amazing so this is where they play simon oh right yeah okay so yeah yeah so he's in there he's getting gassed and then and he definitely needs some anxiety medication because he really loses his shit really easily but then he finally, they, they finally, you know, everything's, it's been three hours or whatever. They play Simon, you know, he's like, whoa, too fast, you know, and I'm like, you haven't played Simon with my cousins. <laughs> um, so, so presumably to see if that's, to see if he's okay. Hang on one second. I'm so sorry. My cat is being a turd. Hang on one second. I'll be right Sorry. He's a turd. Um, this wooden door opens up did you catch that no i didn't realize it was wooden that dude that door (laughs) that opens up has wood grain on it that's awesome (laughs) i was like what the fuck it's the uss shire (laughs) (laughs) seriously this set is awful it really is there's they walk past a flexible duct tunnel which i'm assuming they use for their dryer (laughs) <laughs> i mean what the fuck it's very doctor who it looks like a doctor who set it they really phoned it in and not a recent doctor who set like yeah and like an 80s uh-huh. doctor it looks so bad and i think they're trying they got you know they're they're trying they thought they would get away with it because you know they make it seem like trip has done like three whippets and downed a bottle of codeine he is like jacksonville wrecked yeah and he doesn't want to eat or rest and they're like you really should rest and he's like no i want to see the engine no man (laughs) i'm good 
I'm cool, man. Don't worry about me. I'll just have another beer and settle down. They said I should eat chocolate. <laughs> this is the second episode in a row where Trip is just stoned as fuck. Yep. Only this time it's like just weed. It's not meth or bath salts or whatever. Like <laughs> Whatever that was. Yeah. The only part of this, the thing was like uh, that I kind of thought was cool was like the eel aquarium, which was very green screened in. But it was cool looking. Yeah. It's also the second episode in a row with CG eels. Uh-huh. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Are eels yep. just easy to CG? Like I think so, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that maybe that like was one of the demo parts to the program. They could just throw those in and you know what I mean? I guess I mean it's conceivable that something as biologically simple as like a eel or an underwater yeah. snake could evolve on all kind of different planets, you know, some kind of just oh, sure. thing that wriggles. So, you know, mm-hmm. okay, that's not weird, really. I guess it's just, I don't know, it's odd back-to-back, or maybe they just had the eels already from the last episode, so they just kind of, like, right. made them bigger and put them on the green screen. <laughs> I don't know. Just made them slicker, slither around in the water, yeah. But, yeah, and then they go to the engine room, which is also just, you know, ductwork and coiled wires and yeah it's awful lots of christmas lights it's impressively bad it's just like yeah did they not know that they needed to make a set mm-hmm. and this was just kind of they threw it together at the last second i mean or they spent so much money on the makeup and costumes that they had nothing left over the costumes do look good Mm-hmm. and the makeup's pretty cool too yeah their whole thing like it's pretty convincing Mm-hmm. So uh, props to that, but I mean, good yeah. lord, the sets are yeah, they fucking junk. they really cheaped out on that set. <laughs> oh, uh, so yeah, so for some reason he's able to fix alien tech, but uh, mm-hmm. and he's told, look, we know how this works. You need to go to sleep, but he wouldn't yeah. because the white man must thrust. Yeah, and he will not calm down. He's, like, completely gone down the rabbit hole. He looks like he's nauseated. He does. Which I probably would, too. You know, he, like, turns over in his stomach and is like, oh, I can't do it, Captain. You know, he, he has had some pretty bad mental days lately. <laughs> so, like, you know, I can I can see that. Ahab calls the captain of the Zerillion ship, and he's like, dude, he's we've done this before. He'll be fine if he just gets some rest, you know. And Ahab's like, I don't know, he's tough and a- tough as nails. And I'm like, is he though? <laughs> we base this on very, very little, but he can handle anything. Yeah, sure. Okay, but every time you talk, you, you bring up another story where he got all fucked up and scared <laughs> and you had to talk him down. So I don't yeah. know. So Ahab is like, take a nap, dude. So he finally like does go and take a nap yeah and that works he wakes up he's he's slept it off mm-hmm. i know what that's kind of like because that's pretty much how i handled the bad trip uh, in oh, amsterdam yeah. that we were talking about before but he's totally fine and he's laying on what seems to be a very uncomfortable like i don't know futon chair yeah it's just kind of like did you see that um a concave shape yeah it didn't look like any kind of actual bed or anything it looked like they just said like lay no. on that bulkhead or whatever just i don't know try that thing right maybe this species doesn't sleep like we do maybe they don't have beds maybe they just 
stand still maybe. in a spot and go to sleep. I don't know. Maybe they they have to hang upside down yeah. from the ceiling. That's that's never really. <laughs> It could be it. It's never really addressed. So, uh. no, it's not. But and and the thing about it is, like, if you sleep, if he slept completely still on his back, holding still, that would be fine. But who the fuck sleeps yeah, like that? I, Nobody I sleeps could like not that. sleep like that. That's re- it. Looks super super uh-uh. uncomfortable. It does. So he wakes up and there's this chick there. Her name is uh, Alien, basically. Alien. <laughs> Yeah, you're right, though. It's alien. They didn't even try. It's just like, <laughs> no, she's didn't. an alien named... Alien. Alien. Yeah. They, they just... Zero effort there. But super effort uh-huh. on the makeup and the whole prosthetic yes. thing. She looks amazing. Like it, Yeah, she does, yeah. Because they get really up close in her face. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. doesn't for a second look like uh, someone wearing... A mask kind of no, thing. No, not at all. It looks fantastic. Uh, it says on Memory Alpha that um, originally the aliens were going to be uh, entirely female and described as weirdly sensual creatures. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, Jesus Christ. Weirdly sensual creatures. <sighs> entirely. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Yeah, yeah. sure. But she, so, and there's like green cauliflower growing on the walls and she picks some and eat it. But you can tell that she doesn't actually eat it because she's an actress and she can't eat. (laughs) So she just kind of like, I ate a piece. (laughs) Right. You know. There's exactly zero room for actual swallowed food in that corset that they have her just (laughs) like into. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And no, you cannot have any kind of bulges that aren't supposed to be there in that outfit. I mean, that's just, that's a classic Berman fucking woman's clothing outfit yeah. that she's wearing. That thing, that bodysuit that they have her in is like seven of nine level, mm-hmm. like, uh, just, oh, cannot breathe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Super tight. It uh, looks intense. You can't have any ass in it and or anything. Yeah. But then, and then she feeds him uh, basically what look like clear Jello blocks. It's totally just clear Jello. It's totally yeah. what that is on the set. I hope they flavored it just for their sake, you know, like flavored it with something instead of just like Jello. Yeah, this Ugh. this actress, uh, she has done every show like like a one off on every single show that's ever been on TV. Oh really? Yeah, looking looking up her uh, IMDb was a pretty long list as well as somebody else later in here um that very something very similar for another guest star. But yeah, she's done a ton of stuff. The only thing I really recognized her though was uh-huh. Encino Man. Oh my god, what was she who was she in Encino Man? She was the the cave the cave woman. <gasps> oh my god. So she I had kinda, no lines. I kind of love that movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> real stupid. It's, it's fun, stupid. It's <laughs> that era of all those Pauly Shore movies. Link and I are cruising the mountain, bro. And we figure we's a little juice. Uh, she's at the very beginning, and then uh, they both get frozen, and then she gets unfrozen at the very end. You just see her, right. and she has like cool hip clothes on or whatever, and they're like, "Dude, it's, oh, it's right. your ca- fresh cave it's nug." Your girlfriend. <laughs> I th- she her I, I think her IMDb credit was Fresh Nug. Oh my God, <laughs> that's poor woman. They Jesus literally Christ. named her an object. Oh my God. <laughs> this uh, here's okay. Here's something real, kind of 
huh? Uh, they named her 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 dumb fuck parents named her after Julie Christie, who was uh, an actress who was huge in the '60s. She was in right. Doctor Zhivago. She was in a million huge '60s mm-hmm. movies. Uh, Gorgeous mo- woman. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of millennials would recognize her as Madame Rose Murda from Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, which was the third one. Oh, okay, 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 cool. Her parents named her Julie Christie after the actress Julie Christie. So when the mm-hmm. this actress Julie Christie became an actress, she had to change her name change to Julianne Christie. Because <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> Stupid fucking parents. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Yeah, she oh had to get a god. fake name because of her real name because, because someone else had the real. Had the real name. Good job. Yeah, way to go. Way yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah, she has been in everything. God damn, she was in an episode of Voyager too, which is awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. yep. But yeah, she's been in fucking everything. Just didn't look. It looks like yeah, you're just you're right. Just like one offs of everything. That's crazy. So yeah, so she. You know, they and they try to generate all this sexual tension, you know, and which is great, you know, it's fine. And Trip is all like, okay, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, why? But whatever, that's fine. I actually thought that it really, it actually worked. It did work. They actually did have chemistry. If you watch mm-hmm. a lot of the TOS, it's just like, well, it's Kirk and a hot girl, so they're just gonna look right. at each other. So they like have that. to, yeah. So they, right. and then they're gonna, they're right. gonna bang or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. This one actually kind of builds. You get a sense that it, it doesn't feel forced. It, it feels like these two actually could kind of mm-hmm. build it up and hit it off. And I think it's yeah. actually because I was expecting it. I was I was like, all right, here we go with this. And mm-hmm. I think because that scene was a little bit slower and took its time. Yeah. And they're more just kind of looking at each other. And he's and mm-hmm. and they legit do through this get to know each other like they really do yeah. there you really can detect an affection for each other and this kind of like in another life maybe yeah kind of thing mm. which i think goes a long way in this episode because of what happens later yeah it, it definitely helps i think if this had just been like are you hot are you hot <laughs> all right it would not have worked like they, there would be a lot less Hmm. About the episode, and more just yeah. like Ugh, yeah. About the episode. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I appreciate. Well, the actress that shows her professionalism too. Like, I mean, because because otherwise, if you know, if she wasn't as good as she was, and he wasn't as good as he was, you know, if if there hadn't been chemistry there, they probably could have pulled it off anyway. Yeah. But they do manage to have some some good chemistry, which is which makes it better. How it's got to be really tough to do these kind of scenes when you have like all that makeup and prosthetics on to make it still shine through and work. Yeah. And you don't look like an actor wearing a suit. It just works like mm -hmm. she really is great in this. Yeah. Yeah, she is. And, And considering that she's got those giant green contacts in and was cinched into like a corset. Yeah, and and it's probably sweating like hell under all that makeup and stuff. And oh, it's gotta yeah. be miserable. Yeah, definitely. She she definitely does a pretty does a really good job. And he's as we've said before, he's a really good actor. Like he manages to to give you, um, to to draw you into a scene without being um, hokey about it. Yeah, 
You know, like when he was like last episode when he was, you know, tripping balls, like you really believed that he was that scared. Like he does a good job with that. It's true. He's actually good. I mean, Trip Tucker, mm. not just a pretty face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trip Tucker. Florida <laughs> 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 man. Um, so yeah. now he's so he's, now he's a fan so he, uh, of this whole yeah. ship. He loves this whole thing. He likes the mm. whole place. And I mean, meeting somebody interesting will do that. You know, it's, yeah, you know. Yeah. All right. That helps. (laughs) But yeah, and and he's telling T'Pol, like, you know, the the grass and da-da-da and this and that and this and that. And T'Pol's like, can you please do your job, please? Can you just, (laughs) can you just answer the question that I asked you 10 minutes ago? I'm starting to get more entertained by just, like, fun things bouncing off of T'Pol. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, like, how is to Paul handle? Like, put yourself into Paul's shoes. That kind of situation. Yeah, and how is she like perceiving all of this? Well, like in the last episode, uh, what was it that the it was a uh, Culver, right? She was trying mm-hmm. to talk to to Paul about something. I don't know, and it just dunk. It just it just it fell just dies. Flat. It just dies. Falls <laughs> flat every time. It just, <laughs> She's, she's a very tough room, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's like all like, I'm so glad you picked me for this mission. And she and T'Pol's like, yeah, you're a entomologist. Yeah, of course we're going to pick you for this mission. <laughs> right, that's what it was. Mayweather has this line. He has a couple of like these real oh, lost God. opportunity for something interesting yeah. lines. Earlier there was one. Oh, God, now I'm trying to think of it. Now, now I can think of it. When Trip is leaving the ship and he's when he's leaving the shuttle... Oh, he's like, uh, he says, he says, don't forget to come back for me or something. And he's like, I don't know, we'll be real busy or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's so like office humor. Case of the Mondays. You know, I mean, it's really <laughs> like that. Yeah. It's exactly. It's. Uh... I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. But yeah. It, and, working yeah, hard or hardly working. Working. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, everything's going well with the repair, repairs, and and he and Milk Toast is just like, before you know it, he'll have that engine running like a well-oiled machine. I'm like, what the? F- Why did they make the poor guy sound like Wesley Crusher first season? Well, that's the thing. It would be a well-oiled machine. Like, have uh-huh. him actually use a mm-hmm. metaphor. It doesn't even have to be like funny or super interesting. He'll have that well-oiled machine. What? Like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, like what the fuck? Give him a line. Jesus. Him, yeah, yeah. Very few of his his lines or anything, even even a whole sentence. There's a lot of like he, they get a lot of reaction shots from him. A lot of I sir, yes sir, this sir, no sir, you know that kind of thing. But like, yeah, and then they give him that shit. Poor guy. You're young. You probably I don't know what he was in before this or whatever. Uh, in that situation, I don't know. Actors, write in uh, and let us know. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. Do you try to improvise when you see like that line on the page and you're like, so he's supposed to make a well-oiled machine run like a run well-oiled, like a well-oiled machine. machine. <laughs> Do you try to come up with something clever or is it like, look, uh-huh. that's just not my job. It's not my place. Right. Um, I'm just going to do the line and cash a check and whatever. Right, like, right. Is that a risk that you take as an actor? I don't know. Write, it, write in. Let us know. We are mm-hmm. Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. Back on the alien ship, 
uh, A. Leanne. Uh, <laughs> I guarantee you, I guarantee you at some point in the script, her name was written as like A dash L Y N N E. Like A. Lynn. <laughs> She's like A. Lynn. Oh, God. Yeah, it's so bad. She takes him to a holodeck. The room, though, is even worse than the other room, the first room that we saw, like the main mm-hmm. sort of, I guess, bridge or whatever like that, but whatever that main room is, because uh, it's just silver car shades. Yeah, yeah, it's silver car shades, but, but, but like, you know, it has like the rainbow, you know, iridescent stuff on it. So Yeah, they're I mean, shining a light at silver yeah. car shades yep. that they cut into, uh, I'm amazed that they, that they cut them, honestly. Well, uh, <laughs> At this point, it's like, why not just, like, hang them, get, like, ten of them and just hang them up vertically. Yeah. And just kind of let the, let them accordion <laughs> down. And just, who gives a shit? Uh, it's just, <laughs> why? Why even do that? Just have a black uh-huh. room. Just have yeah. a black room. Hey, wait. Well, wasn't the, the TNG um, holodeck, wasn't that just a black room with yellow it's, lines? Right, right. It had a yellow grid on it. But, yeah, it was just a black room otherwise. Yeah, why yeah. bother with like this? Why do this Doctor Who shit? Like, just I go, just make it a silver steel room. You know, mm-hmm. it's just kind of industrial, and then because it's just here for a second, and then yep. she's gonna press the button, and then we're gonna be in the holodeck thing. Like, why do this horrible, mm. horrible <laughs> room? <laughs> it's a, it's a very good question. I I because because honestly, yeah, they could have made it a lot. It would have been a lot cooler if it had been a, just a black room. Yeah. It's very, what I'm thinking is just from remembering what it looked like is they just had like sort of a, maybe a, one of those kind of geodesic like metal structures and they just like made it sort of, you know, just put something on the inside of it and film that way. I don't know, but it's terrible. Yeah. It's really, really, really bad. And then they go into the first chronologically chronological holodeck so this species introduces them to cloaking shields and a holodeck yeah they're on top of their shit i mean they can't keep the engine running but like they've got some great (laughs) concepts here (laughs) well it makes you wonder how good of an engineer alien really is yeah (laughs) Yeah. because the ship fucks up later on in the episode it does yeah after he fixes it, it fucks up like a couple of days later or something yeah so, but yeah, super green and green. Yeah, so they've got this full-blown holodeck. It's pretty, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it is a holodeck. I mean, it, it doesn't look as good as other right, shows. Right, because they do it all on green screen. Holodecks. Instead of. But I don't know if that was on purpose or if that's just <sighs> because the effects in Enterprise yeah. suck at this point. I don't know. It's hard to tell because they do, I think, I feel like they look better on TNG. Yeah, they do. But those are actual sets. This was really just a green screen, and they just projected something. Yeah, that's exactly it. So yeah, you know, okay, yeah. you know they didn't they didn't go to a lake and and shoot the thing or whatever. No. So okay, fine. Yeah, right, you know gonna, they wanted to do it <laughs> digital, and you know yeah. always a bad idea in hindsight because digital shit right. always dates. Always, always mm-hmm. looks dated just a few years later. So they have a nice first date. Yeah, yeah. It's actually nice. Yeah. I, I think that that's why this works is because there's something kind of genuine that builds here mm-hmm. and that that is for real. There's sort of a 
summer camp romance mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, there, I guess. Yeah, and they talk about how 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 do you tell each other's moods, which I thought that was really interesting from a you know an anthropological stand standpoint because like he's like, well, we just you know talk about um, we watch body language and facial expressions and stuff, and she's like. You know, that's completely different from how they do it. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And, you know, and then Trip explains shaving and stuff like that. And um, what did she call them? Uh, granules. Yeah. And I was like, they're little balls? I don't know. It looked like those It looked like those beads that you get, like, to put in the bottom of, like, vases and stuff. Yeah, it's like somewhere between that and kosher salt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really big salt granules. Yeah, yeah. It's psychic beads. They put their hands in it, and uh, they can read each other's minds. This is all good. Like, it's all interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. It makes you kind of, like, dig this culture a little bit. Well, it makes you very um, sympathetic to them. Yeah, it's great world building for people we will probably never, never see, see again. again. Which is disappointing, because I like them. I, mm-hmm. I think they're interesting. They get mentioned later, but they don't get... Um, they they get mentioned later in the in the series, but they don't, we don't ever see them again. Okay. I'm just sad. So she reads his mind, finds out he loves catfish. He finds out her favorite food, some kind of root, and that she's into him. Like mm-hmm. he, He's like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and she, she tells him, you like that I'm interested in you. You know, I thought that was cute, too. And she was like, all right, okay, you know. But, yeah. yeah it's genuinely cute. It's It works. Yeah. It's a definitely a good little flirt session which is nice they fix the engine he goes back to the ship and he's telling everybody all the stuff he saw which is really cute it's like a kid coming back from summer camp very much so and talking about all the stuff he did i caught a frog and and there was an alligator and (laughs) um you know yeah florida man yeah um so but but ahab and and they talk on the view screen and say goodbye and everything and ahab is all post first contact glow you know He's all like, oh, this, that was lovely. Yeah, he's stoked. He's feeling good. He's about to about to have a smoke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and then and then they sit down and and he's eating because he didn't really eat on the on that ship, because um, I guess he didn't want to eat something off the wall. Literally, not just off the wall in a crazy kind of way, but literally, he didn't want to eat something that had come off the wall. Um, something him and T'Pol have in common. I guess they're a little bit picky. Yeah. They're not that adventurous at eaters. Right, exactly. Um, and then he finds an extra nipple on his wrist while he's talking to Reed. Whoa, what? And then Florida Man goes where no Florida Man has gone before. <laughs> did you, when you first saw that, did you read that as, as nipple? Or were you just like, yeah, that's Dude, a, I, he no, has I, a bug bite or something? No, immediately. I was like, whoa. That's a nipple. <laughs> See, I was just like, oh, God, he got like a wart or a, yeah. uh, he got a bug bite or something yeah. like that. And that it's a nipple mm-hmm. like blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, that's a nipple and you are, are pregnant. <sighs> but he, it's he, he, awesome. it is, it is. And, and he does tell him, you know, you're, you're not the father. You're just a host, which kind of, you know, that that's good because it kind of takes a lot of the pressure off of the character you know instead of being like i participated in something i actually made another being it's gonna have my genetic material he's just a host so that kind of takes off a lot of the responsibility part but then to paul comes in 
Oh man, to Paul. <laughs> Jolene Blaylock is so good here that you can see it's never like in the center of the frame, but Bakula, Uh and I'm not talking about Archer, I'm talking about Bakula, is trying so hard not to laugh. (laughs) Like he starts kind of like rubbing his mouth Uh and stuff, like, because she's so deadpan. She she was like, you were there for three days. You were only there for (laughs) three days. You know, and then he's, he's because he, he defends himself to Ahab. He's like, I didn't do anything. I was a gentleman. And she's like, I'm a perfect gentleman. She was like, depends on your definition of gentleman. You know, I was like, ah. It's, it's all that's good. But when she like goes to next level, when she goes like stand up roast comic, when she's like, I understand that you should have met her holographic parents. Right, right, yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> like, and her uh, just doing that absolutely deadpan uh-huh. is incredible. It leads me to believe that Jolene Blaylock should be doing comedy. Like, she should be because mm-hmm. she's fucking hilarious. She is. That. She's very funny, and like, and and they don't give her enough credit for that to either. Because I mean, well, there's so many times then that you know in Star Trek, Vulcans are funny. Yeah. You know, they're very, very, very funny. And this was the first time I really caught it from her, from that character being, you know, being like that. I thought I was like, yes, thank God she finally gets to do something funny. Yeah, because, I mean, Spock had a lot of lines, mm-hmm. you know, like that or whatever, where he would just, yes, well, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah. and totally and deadpan was, something. He would yeah. do it deadpan. Mm-hmm. Or um, Tuvok did some of that, too, yeah. where it was deadpan. It's like, I look forward to your report. Right, you right, know? right yeah. <laughs> Things like that. Yeah. Where it's... It's like, it's just dry. It's not written funny, but they knew, mm-hmm. you know, they knew. Th- and yeah, she's just fantastic here. But yeah, there's there's two different shots where Bakula is, tr- uh, yeah. you know, that between takes that they were just busting out laughing. They had to do several takes. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Because he's yeah. like holding it together. Yeah, yep, definitely. Um, but yeah, so so they, you know, they're okay, you're pregnant, blah, blah, blah. And and then he starts doing this, like, ha-ha, funny pregnant woman stuff. Yeah, that's... This is where mm. I start getting getting annoyed. Yeah, I agree. Because it's like, yeah. So he gets super paranoid. He thinks everybody's talking behind his back. And for some reason, he thinks it's to Paul, which, what the fuck? Is that just another racist thing? Like, what the... F- Can't trust some foreigners. He's like, well, from where I'm from, Vulcans aren't known for telling the truth. I'm like, what the fuck? What? Okay, whatever. Dude, where you're from, so, Republicans are, are still <laughs> destroying the state. Like, pretty sure. Pretty sure you got bigger problems than Vulcans, dude. Vulcans, bro, have you heard of Rick Scott? Right. Oh my god. Oh, the news. Fox is good here. Um because even with the line like um you can possibly expect some sickness in the morning, like he's he's mm-hmm. just doing it Fox. Like he's not Yeah. He's not laughing about it or whatever like that. Um no. clearly though it's meant to be sort of a chuckle line. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be at Tripp's expense for being pregnant. And this is this is all while they're eating chicken tetrazzini, which made me want chicken tetrazzini. It's really mm. good. Um, but like, but in, and they're trying to explain that he may have to deliver the baby and everything. And he gets, this is what kills me. He's like, I worked really hard for this job. 
I didn't plan on being a single mother. And I'm like, motherfucker, most people don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really one of those like blatantly here's the difference kind of moments. You know, because yeah, there's a lot of women who work really hard for their position and their careers and they didn't plan on getting pregnant. You know? We could try and put a positive spin on it and say like, well, hopefully male viewers can sort of put themselves in a woman's position in this mm-hmm. sort of thing. But a little bit of empathy. Nah, that's not what this was there for. That's no, not what exactly. this was trying to do. Yeah. Well it's it's straight up seeing it from Tripp's point of view instead of seeing it from like hey, this could be anyone, you know, this could be male or male or female, you know. The, and he t- keeps talking about, you know, the postnatal responsibilities. And I'm like, on the one hand, it's funny because Tripp's, like, got food in his mouth when he's saying all this stuff. But, like, there you go, you know. I mean, that's what people have to fucking deal with. And, you know, the abortion isn't usually, you know, that may not be an option for you and blah, blah, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's where it hits the, you should have thought about that harder moment Yeah, for the writers. Because you know? they can't, they can't uh, ab- abort it because they don't really mm-hmm. understand it. Their flocks exactly. is like, we're not sure how this works or what we can do. You know, mm-hmm. they just do not have, he just does not have the, medical knowledge because this situation has never happened before therefore uh at least for now abortion's off the table and they don't even really discuss it at all yeah they just kind of say like well can't do that yeah he's like he's like get it out of me and yeah he's like do something and they're like no can't do that yeah and i just thinking about it now i'm just like yeah that's what life is like for Mm -hmm. uh women in alabama mississippi Mm -hmm. Uh, huge swaths of Georgia where we live yep. all across the country if you're mm-hmm. in a rural area and you're in a very religious area you're not mm-hmm. going to be able to access uh, reproductive health at all yeah never mind you know the, even the thought of abortion but just reproductive health in general because they're closing yep. down hospitals all over the place because nobody can fucking afford the outrageous prices that they charge yeah absolutely and I'm trying to think think of positive like forward-facing messages we can take from it but none mm-hmm. of that's there exactly like we're putting yeah there. we're yeah exactly <laughs> exactly the the audience has to put that there because they didn't write it in it was just a funny, funny joke haha funny pregnant guy it's just that that's that's the moment when the episode stops being just an episode yeah and they really should have thought about that after, you know at least put one three-minute conversation in about that. Not even that. Just a couple of lines. Yeah. They they just didn't do anything at all. You know, and, and frankly, I was like, well, fuck it. Trip should be the first man that was pregnant. <laughs> fuck him. In history. You know, like, I don't give a shit. I think, it, yeah, in my notes says, this whole thing's got to be insulting to women and trans people, right? You know, because, like, you're a boy. Mm-hmm. How can you have a, have a baby? You know what I mean? That, that kind of thing. It's Yep. Things are more complicated than that across gender and sex mm-hmm. lines or whatever. But mm-hmm. then I got to admit, the line, you may well be putting those nipples to work before you know it, is pretty great. Yeah, that's... His delivery yeah. is pretty great. It is. <laughs> well, Flox is, I mean, Flox really is probably the, the best one of all of them oh, in yeah. this episode. He 
handles it exactly the way it should be handled from his, you know, as a doctor. He doesn't put any kind of moral, you know, spin on it, which I appreciate. They should have put more of a moral spin on it. The rest of them, yeah. you know, the captain should have, Trip should certainly should have, you know, I mean, it's just like they should have dealt with that a little bit more. But some that, kind that, of, that, uh, that, yeah, uh, I think Flox is exactly kind of right here as far as, or he's done right here as far as he's just detached mm-hmm. enough and he's just, his whole sort of like bemusement with everything that's going on. He's sort of, oh, you know, you know what Flox has? Hmm. Wayun energy. Oh yeah, yeah he does. How in DS Nine Wayun is just yeah. slightly detached from what's going on and is mild and is mildly entertained. I think Wayun, of course, being a little more evil, you know, <laughs> he's he's a villain. Right, right, definitely on the yeah, yeah, yeah. Fox yeah. certainly has has a more yeah. sort of cheerful approach to it or whatever mm-hmm. but a lot of Wayun, especially early Wayun, is just sort of well let's uh see if we can take over the thing shall we yeah <laughs> <laughs> especially in that episode um i, I want to say it was the it's the episode where jake and nog go through that whole process of getting people what they want oh yeah that that episode especially is is the one I you know that comes to mind when when you talk about that Wayun like oh curiosity and interest. I, I keep thinking about the bit where he just chugs a whole thing of poison. Oh yeah, and he's like, my, that's toxic. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Like, and they, they're just like, what are you doing? And, he, and he's, he's like, oh, I'm immune to most forms of poison. He's just entertained by the whole thing. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, Jeffrey Coons, who I know does show up in this show uh, mm-hmm. later, and I'm mm-hmm. very much looking forward. I, I think it's not for a while. Me too. I don't remember exactly when, but I think it's not for a little while. But I'm mm-hmm. definitely looking forward to Shran uh, popping yes. up eventually. Yes. Um, but yeah, so through this whole thing, trips be oh, you know, you know what it would have, it should have been a T'Pol line. It should have been like when they're like, basically, we can't do the abortion. There could have been some T'Pol line there about you know, for most of your history, many of your pregnant citizens were not allowed to even have that as an option. Something like that, like like a good T'Pol delivery yeah. or whatever. But there should have been something there so that mm-hmm. we get something yeah. forward thinking out of this instead of just like, mm-hmm. hey, Florida man's pregnant. Watch a gator eat a child. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Any, I mean, just, just a little bit of that would have made all the difference in the world. So they uh, go looking for the Zerillians or Zer- is that right? Zer- mm-hmm. They have, they have been, they have been looking for the Zerillians and this, that's why they had this conversation was because they hadn't found them yet. And it, it had been like two weeks or something. So they're, you know, that's why they're starting to freak out because he's starting to show. I love that they spent two weeks looking for one crew member's baby mama. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's fucking uh-huh. insane. <laughs> it's kind of like in uh, TNG where they're just like, well, Worf has some drama. So the flagship of the right. Federation is going to just turn it all around and go to Kronos or whatever. Yep. This is the privilege of rank. If you're a senior staff, exactly. everything mm-hmm. derails for your personal problems that you got going on. Yep. Uh, yep. So they're looking for the Zerillians, but they find Klingons. Like This is like a uh, carrier ship instead of just a regular like cruiser. The design looks good because it's true to the TOS era, but mm-hmm. they kind of added like this sort of 
ancient stone mm-hmm. kind of skin to it, and it looks good. I like the way it looks. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, gosh, I'm trying to think of. It looks like a if Skyrim was in space. Yeah, like a carrier vessel is like the one where uh, airplanes take off from it. Yeah, yeah. That's a carrier. That's the that's the, the big Top Gun one. Exactly. That's that would be like this. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So this this one can launch small ones. Right, right, and it's and it's a it's an Enterprise D size. And then the NX01 is just sort of a little a little boat, a little cruiser. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, but yeah, and I love how they just like they they contact them or whatever, and they just automatically start firing at Enterprise. I'm just like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, fuck you. Who are you? <laughs> you know fucking morons but yeah and then the klingons you know they they contact them and they're like are you having this problem are you having that problem and they're like you've been spying on us you know and i'm like okay okay how do you talk to people like that to paul pulls the uh we know the emperor card right and later she says well there's an exaggeration but the, the one thing that was kind of frustrating in that uh second episode or the Second half of Broken Bow, 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 bow. You don't know what that, the Klingons are saying. Yeah, and that they don't really address them. Uh-uh. They're just kind of like, like they watch them take the guy uh, Kang or Clang or whatever. Yeah. And then they do the thing with like, oh, neat, he had blood spy thing. And right. then they're just kind of there. And then I think they just leave. the Klingons just, I don't know, they do something. And then they're just like, okay, so I guess we just go now. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> We really didn't get a lot out of that. No. Uh, yeah. So yeah. W- uh, there wasn't even a thing like, hi, I'm Jonathan Archer, and here's your no, guy. Like, none it's just of that. Like, they it's just completely, yeah. They just walk in, guy goes over. It's like it's like they're just dropping him off at their friend's house or something. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They're like, don't, don't look at my parents. They're over there. You know, they drop me off, but don't talk to them. These Klingons are kind of dicks. I mean, honestly, they're like, they, I mean, they're Klingons, but they're yeah. like dick Klingons, you know? This, and they're like, this era of Klingons, like even uh, years later with uh, Kirk, mm-hmm. um, th- these Klingons, act, they look like the TNG Klingons. Yeah. The n- 90s era Klingons. But they act like the '60s Klingons, where yes. they're just like just evil, a samurai biker gang. Yeah, and they're just yeah. like mean and yeah. loud and <laughs> kill them all, kill all of them out of care. This, this whole thing—they just like starting fights and shit, yeah, left and right. The guy that plays the captain of the Klingon ship—I, whatever his name, I don't whatever. Um, so he's another like the A N chick. Uh-huh. has a million credits, all like one-off. Bing, 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 bing. So that guy was actually in another Klingon role in Deep Space Nine. He was Kabok in the episode um, Way of the Warrior um, and got murdered by Martok because he didn't do his job. Hail Martok, leader of the Empire, leader of destiny. Did he have any, any other Trek credits? He was in Voyager um, episode called uh, Think Tank. He was Yasek. I don't remember that particular episode very well. Oh, I remember that episode. That was the yeah. one with Jason Alexander. Yes. Yeah, it was that episode, but I don't remember who Yasek is. I don't, I don't remember. 
Okay, yeah, he was probably one of the, I don't know, well, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> he had one credit that, like, lasted a while. Pretty much everything mm-hmm. he did was, like, one here, one here, one here, one here. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the show MXC? No. It was this absolutely batshit idea. It was absolute dude show. It was on, it was on fucking Spike, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, this was... <laughs> right. What they did was they took a Japanese athletic game show uh-huh. called uh, Takeshi's Castle, I think it was. I'm not sure, right. but it was a show that was on years before in Japan. And it was these things where it would be like these big teams of people. And it's kind of like American Ninja Warrior where there's like an ob- obstacle course. And it's just regular people. Mm-hmm. And they're running and jumping and falling off of things and oh my God. hitting each other with uh, uh, giant Nerf balls and People are falling into mud a lot and sort of, well, all right. this sort of thing. Right. So what MXC did was they took exactly that footage and just overdubbed it. <gasps> oh, I think I've seen that. Okay, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is kind of funny. Like, after I looked that up, I was like, uh, I was like, I, I want to see who this guy is because uh, he looked familiar. So he was the voice of Kenny Blankenship, who was one of the hosts of MXC. Oh, how funny. Oh, my God. This show is completely insane. Uh, it had to have cost twenty dollars to make. Right. So <laughs> that was why they made it. But <laughs> when you're pitching a show like this, and an executive is just scratching their head, going, "You want to do what?" And then you go, "Like, look, this will cost nothing. Yeah, exactly. You can record and edit this at home. Seriously, <laughs> this will not cost you money." And they're just right. like. Fine, whatever. I don't. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but it was on for a while, and it was a pretty funny show. It was. I remember that. Yeah. Now that you say that, I really, I do remember that, and it was hilarious because because it was it was very much like uh, a very um, mystery science theater kind of thing. It wasn't the same thing, but it was basically that. I thought that was it was really good idea. Uh, my favorite line from that show ever was, well, what does fucking A mean? And then the other guy goes, oh, I believe that's New Jerseyan for indeed. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's, that's exactly. Best, <laughs> that's the best line for that whole show. It was fantastic. Precisely. Yeah, so he was on MXC for as the voice actor on MXC for years. But yeah, and, and Trip finally has to, you know, they call him a patak and they, he, they finally have to reveal the pregnancy. Which is exactly like Trip's worst nightmare. So, and they la- and of course the Klingons laugh at him. The whole ship is laughing at him, and you know yeah. I'm sure. So, I, w- I went back and watched a couple of times to see what, because th- okay, so the Klingons are you know the, they're the drunk bikers or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty much with them. It's just like oh, I just you know showed them that I have. A weakness. Pink panties or yeah, something yeah, or whatever. Like, oh, yeah. oh, you are unmanly. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, but I went back and watched the, the the bit a couple of times to see what the rest of the crew's reaction was. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hoshi just kind of looks like, huh, because she hasn't seen it yet. Right. Um, Mayweather is like, wow. And mm. then Reed is the only one that looks like he's kind of about to laugh. That makes that all makes perfect sense. Yeah, that all that all kind of works. Yeah. I was surprised. I really thought kind of everybody was going to bust out laughing. Archer looks dead fucking serious. So yeah. he's not he's not laughing at his friend, you know, getting humiliated or whatever, but Right, right. So they go to the ship and This is this is the best part. I love this. I can see my house from here. I can see my house from here. God, that line is so, I I but okay. So when I was watching this, I 
was about to hit the pause button for whatever reason or whatever. Yeah. And it happened right after he goes, I could see my house from here. I could see my house from here. Pause. <laughs> like, I just lost it. I was That was brilliant. I was like, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. It's so perfect because, like, he's such, like, a big, tough, like, rawr, rawr. Yeah. And then he says this. I can see my house from here. I can see my house from here. <laughs> It's so great. It's such a great tourist like it is. It's perfect uh, line. It's so fantastic. I absolutely love it. <laughs> my my fa- and and then later I I kind of also liked how the Klingons left because it was you know Archer or Ahab was all like trying to be like you know maybe sometime we can help you out or you know something like that and, and the Klingons are like fuck you and <laughs> fuck off. You know, like they were not having it at all, which I thought I thought was very appropriate and very good. I liked it. I I mean, I guess I just didn't get the motivation. That's that's just how they are. Yeah. They're just like, we don't fucking like you. We don't care about you. You're weaker than us. Fuck off. He does do something that I really loved uh, right there. Although I do want to go back to something. Um, Mm. He actually does a little thump and hangs up the phone. Punches the console. Punch, sort sort of yeah. punches something in the console. He doesn't like, rah, but yeah. he just kind of like, yeah. bunk, hits it. Usually, almost always, uh, they just go like, so-and-so out, and then it just yeah. is gone. And it's like, any of us who have ever used <laughs> FaceTime, or right, right now during COVID times, we're all using Zoom and Google Hangouts. Yeah. So everything ends with like, our fi- meaty fingers mm-hmm. pointing at the camera, trying to press the right thing and make it turn off. <laughs> So I really like that the Klingon is like presses a button and then it turns off like a second later because that makes sense. Yes, that's what you would have yeah. to do. You'd have to. Do yeah, it. that makes so much more but sense. But something yeah. that happens earlier. Uh, so when they go back over there, um, mm-hmm. Trip and A Lee in literally Ali Ali dash N. Oh right, right. They see each other again, and that's a thing. When you I don't know. Have you ever experienced this? you like it was good for whatever it it was some kind of relationship Mm -hmm, or flirtation mm -hmm. whatever like that could have been it's not gonna work oh well and then you see each other again when you didn't like expect to Mm -hmm, but also like mm -hmm. circumstances haven't changed Mm -hmm. so it really can be awkward yes um there's this is a this is hard to like do and i think that they do it really well because it's not super awkward and they're not like throwing each other into each other's arms, you know. It's, no, no, right, right. They're clearly like glad to see each other again, mm-hmm, but obviously, mm-hmm. you know, Chip's got this thing, and right. <laughs> so he shows it to her, and I don't know what do you what do you think about how she handles this? I thought it, she she did it very like she proceeded as her character had been. She's very kind. She's very open. You know, she was, she didn't, um, suddenly act different just because this was going on. Mm. She's like, oh, it, you know, it's a girl. It's, you know, really healthy. She didn't, yeah, she was just very open. Crucially, she had no idea that he could get pregnant that way. Yes. Yes. That is super crucial to this, that she was like, no, really, I did not know that that could happen. Yeah. It wasn't like, yeah, of course you are. Oh. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, 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 right. 
oh, sorry about that. You know, yeah. Could have had a dark turn. Yeah, it could have. It really could have. Yeah. That's yeah. great. That's super crucial to like, no, really, this was an accident. Not like, oops, we should have worn a condom. Mm-hmm. Just like, I honestly, honest to God. Right. I had no idea that that would happen. Yeah. yeah it's pretty crucial to mm-hmm. how to navigate yeah. mm-hmm. a episode like this where there, it feels like there's landmines around it, you know? There was a couple they hit and just ignored. There's stuff that they didn't do well. I mean, we... We talked about that, and that really yeah. could have been better. And I'm sure, yeah. and we do want to hear from people, like because this is an episode that gets discussed. Yeah, um, you know, let us know what mm-hmm. you think. If you're coming to it uh, from a different perspective than we we are, uh, we want to hear that. So we are Star Trek stuff mm-hmm. at gmail dot com. Yeah, let us know what you think. Is there something that we're really missing? Because we're both like straight cis people without kids. Without kids, yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, if it's something, if you see this from a, a different angle. Uh, maybe because you're trans or mm-hmm. because you've got kids, maybe you got kids accidentally, maybe, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. had an, a very unplanned uh, sort of situation. Uh, let us know because we, we'd like to hear that. Did you like the way they dealt with the episode or did you hate it because of blank? You know, let us let us know what you think. Um, and but yeah, I, I I'm glad they didn't make her act differently than her character had been acting before okay so they determine yes we can get this out of you and it'll be Mm -hmm. totally fine we'll find a new host your dna this isn't chakotay's neck baby where (laughs) where your dna is just out there somewhere (laughs) right 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 pretty crucial which which i was i was you know yeah that was that was definitely a pretty crucial point to make like like you know i was saying earlier when they found out he you know to uh, flux made the point that you know that you are not the father you're just the host yeah yeah because <laughs> i kept thinking about chakotay's situation and it's just like oh, god <laughs> whatever happened to that baby anyway do we find out i'm not done with voyage yet i'm on like season seven but i'm just that, like the baby was not his Oh. She tried to impregnate herself with his DNA, but she was ar- like she must have already been pregnant by um the Kazon dude. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. So she thought she thought it was half human or you know, yeah, half human, half Cardassian, but it was actually half Cardassian, half Kazon. A Humedassian. Have we seen any Half Cardassian, half humans. Have we seen any Hudassians? I don't think so. I don't think so. We've seen Zial was she was Bajoran, but but no, no half human, half Cardassians. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well. This was this was a Kazashian. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Try keeping up with that Kazashian. <laughs> oh, he's all right. right. So, uh, well, we're right, right at the end of this. Then the captain's mess. Yeah. They're buttoning the show up. Uh, she mm-hmm. says Trip is the first human male getting pregnant. <laughs> it's a total Florida man thing to yeah. do. <laughs> I assume that there's trans folks some, somewhere. There's some kind of issue with that. Uh, I'll let them handle that. I don't I don't know. I think my notes say uh, Trip is the first human male to get pregnant. Then some trans people choke the life out of Berman and Braga. As they should. <laughs> I looked it <sighs> up. Uh, there were two women involved in the story. There were uh, there was one involved with the script 
and mm-hmm. two that were no sorry i think there, i think ooh, if i'm right it was three there was a woman involved with the script somewhere along the line and then s- there were two story editors that were women mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i'd like to think that maybe they were able to like i don't know calm it down some maybe yeah hopefully make make the whole like ha ha pregnant of uh, mm-hmm. a little less obnoxious a little less sexist yeah. i don't know i, I yeah. imagine that it was worse on first draft oh, yeah <laughs> just assume you know it was you know it was yeah i'm i'm looking forward to the days when it's there are much fewer um berman and braga scripts i'm definitely looking forward to that because because it does you know taper off but they do a lot of this first season okay you know so i'm, I'm looking forward to the day when to the episodes when it's less of them. I just saw another Orville episode that was uh, written by Braga, and it was pretty. G- it was it was pretty good. Of course, it involved like sort of time travel fuckery kind of thing. <laughs> uh, I like those episodes. Yeah, I kind of like them too. Uh, but that's kind of like his thing. So yeah. you know yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think outside of Star Trek, he I think he's better out a little outside of Star Trek, but still in sci-fi. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. We'll see. Band names. If you really have no idea what to call your band, then just pick one that starts with A, maybe. Wrist nipple. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Uh, I'm sure I can come up with more if I think about it. But uh, yeah, I'll go with um, wrist, <laughs> wrist nipple. I don't really have one except for Florida Man. Yeah. You no, know? Florida I, Man's just as bad as much as I can do. And I think that's actually taken. I think there's like a like a hardcore oh, band or man. punk band or something called Florida Man. Yeah. Okay. Well that 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 I need to look up and listen to then. Other than maybe maybe take a nap trip. No, I hate that band already. <laughs> or just take a nap. <laughs> take a nap. Nap trip. Trip nap. <laughs> Hold up. Trip I'm, nap. I'm gonna Google Florida. Man, band. Let's see if anything comes up. Yep, it's like a noise punk band from South Carolina. Okay, I need to listen to that. Oh, this is great. Their description on Bandcamp. So uh, mm-hmm. it's flman.bandcamp.com. I'll just go ahead and plug them. Florida Man's sound may be as unnerving as a Google search of their band name. <laughs> Oh my god. They actually this actually They're... looks pretty kick ass. I will definitely be listening to them. Uh, right oh after. shit, they played here. They played at the oh, Hilo. Sweet. So yeah, so they played here. Uh there is a YouTube account called Athens GA Live Music mm-hmm. and that's uh, a guy named Gregory Frederick and he just goes to shows and tapes them nice. and puts them on, li- on Oh, I think online. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's a great great YouTube channel. I I'm actually I'm going to make that my recommendation this okay. week too. I'll just melt right into re- recommendations. All right. I'll just stick with Wrist Nipple as my <laughs> band name and my recommendation is the YouTube channel Athens GA Live Music. Awesome. Go ahead and subscribe to that, y'all, awesome. cuz there's all kinds of oh, uh, live so video good. of all kinds of music yeah. that comes through our town. Yeah. It's it's awesome. Um my recommendation this week is I'll Be Gone in the Dark, the documentary about the book I'll Be Gone in the Dark by um uh I hate to refer her refer to her this way, but um it was Patton Oswald's wife. 
uh, Michelle McNamara. Oh. Um, and uh, the documentary deals with the crime and uh, her so well. Like, they, they really deal with her life as an author and as a mother and all that um, really well. And then handles the actual crimes of the Golden State Killer really, really well. So, any kind of, you know, crime buffs out there, that's definitely a, a good watch. All right. Well, I guess that's it. We are out of here. And where can everybody follow you slash us on the internet? The Gmail account, of course. Uh, we are Star Trek Stuff at gmail.com and i also have a instagram account that we have created it is star trek stuff podcast um on instagram and uh please you know get uh follow us and i will make sure to follow you back it's really just me posting hilarious memes hope you like that (laughs) much like the group on facebook which uh, we've now changed to (laughs) star trek stuff podcast podcast so you can find us on facebook star trek stuff podcast and uh, i'm on twitter at bag of lasers and so you can follow me there also check out the music motherfucker motherfucker dot bandcamp dot com you are hearing them right now underneath us Mm -hmm. and uh i guess that's about it it is bye-bye bye-bye black Black lives Lives Matter. matter